Welcome to Sassels, a show dedicated to issues within the software as a service industry. Myself, Pete, Jason, we all have a combined, we round up 100 years of experience in making many mistakes and are happy to share them with you. Please hear our show from Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, I've got, you can hear that? Yeah, I've got, got kids in the background. Uh, I got kids in the background vacuuming. Why? I have no idea. With a power um, drill? Don't question it. Don't yeah. question it. It keeps them busy. Uh, before we get into all the other crap that we do, jokes and stuff like that, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and smash that like button. Um, we were going to have a guest, but uh, we just found out that that guest is not able to make it, so we're pivoting. This just shows our agile nature. Inside. We hope our guest is okay. What did you say? We hope our guest is okay. Yeah, we hope. We, uh, yes, we hope our guest is okay. But we are pivoting off of this. So um, why don't we get started? Today we're going to talk about um, the transition from working from home to hybrid or going back into the offices and the issues that we see that. But before we get into that, we do have to pay for the podcast. So we have an ad. Um, this episode was brought to you by Neuronoodle.com. If you're suffering from ADHD, depression, or any type of mental health issues, you should go and get your brain checked out with a brain map from Neuronoodle. If you're an athlete, go get a brain map done uh, just in case that unfortunate concussion occurs. Go to Neuronoodle.com, tell them we sent you to get 50% off and get your brain checked before any season starts or if you're having any type of issues. It compares that map, compares your brain to half a million normal brains, if you call normal Pete, um, and uh, it'll allow you to understand where you may have over or under activity within your brain. Neuronoodle.com. Tell them we sent you. If you tell them I sent you, you actually get charged more. Next I'm up. off the hook. Thanks, Carney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Carney. Yes. Carney. Yes. What beer is the most condescending? What? A pan, duh. What do you get when you cross a computer with a lifeguard, Pete? <laughs> First of all, I love the fact that Jamie just <laughs> has a, a, a competing joke loaded up and ready to go. He, I think. I got, what, what, but what do you got, Pete? Pete, Pete, what do you got when you, when you cross a computer with a lifeguard? A screensaver. Oh, boom, boom. Panda. Is a better joke. Come on, they're all dead jokes. Some, they're all awful. But panda's yeah, a better joke because it's got an animal in it. People like animals more than computers. Yes. All right, we got some shout-outs. Pete, I know you got one. I got a couple. <laughs> I, I have one. John Mangan, two years at Signature Bank. Way to go, John Mangan. Did he come from Kurt, was he at our previous company? I don't. No, he's. Uh, he just he married into the family. Oh, mm. well, sorry, John, that you married into that family. Um, I'm going to congratulate uh, Jeremy Curry. Uh, I know he's a, a, a local bud of mine. We play fantasy football together, if you call it that. I usually smoke those guys on it. Um, so I basically get money from them. Um, he's been out oh. for a while, and uh, – He's now at R.R. Um, R. Donnelly as a project manager, so I got to give him a shout out there. R.R. R. Donnelly. Yeah. 
You got any, Jason? Any shout-outs? Um, no, but I guarantee your buddy at RR Donnelly is already combing the fantasy uh, boards to to put a team together that's going to be after and, you so publicly claim that you just quote unquote smoke them. Yeah, I dominate every year. Pete, we, we did it. We did in a league. I dominated that league too. And by the way, I am not humble when it comes to fantasy sports. I talk the entire time, and everyone hates me, and it's great. Um, sounds like the rest of your life too just not fantasy uh, <laughs> um i also want to give a shout out to james o'sullivan um he used to work at our previous company he always reminded me of one of the characters not uh, more um of the talented mr ripley <laughs> i don't know if that's a great shout out but um <laughs> he is a contributor at uh, an entrepreneur media. I know he's doing some media podcasts. So I want to give him a shout out. Great guy, smart guy. I think he still lives downtown in that like um, block 37 building, but who knows? Hmm. I don't know if he still lives. We should, we should right. have him on. We should. Any, um, anything else? Any other shout outs? No one's dead. The jobs report. The jobs report. Yeah, jobs report. Keeps Unemployment. Things are picking We're, up, man. Weren't you saying that people, though? Uh, um, so here's well, a question for you. Bar, the bar, bars aren't able to uh, find um, people to work for, correct? No, that is correct. They don't want 15 bucks an hour. They want 18, 20 bucks an hour so they can get off the teat. The yeah. The is really taking a hit. I mean, restaurant servers, every, everything. It's just really difficult right now. It is, but... When are these, when is the COVID relief? Is that ever ending? Does anyone know? Is that just indefinite where they get the additional money or is that state by state or is that a federal thing? Because I would think we, we need to, we need to pull some of that back if these guys aren't willing to work. I don't care if you want 18. Well, I guess what the businesses are trying to figure out is if they won't come into work, then, okay, swipe a credit card and pour your own beer. I mean, that's what we're going to get to. You don't want this impersonal service, but they don't have a choice. I saw McDonald's is doing that. They are, their drive-through is going to move to an automated drive-through without a person because of the $15 an hour minimum wage that's pretty much coming that they're just gonna remove employees and automate almost everything there uh, besides cooking. So all your ordering and everything will move to your phone or in-store order on your own. And if you drive through, it'll be voice activated ordering if you couldn't do it through your phone. I think that's where we're headed, right? Well, these small business guys are, you know, do they raise the prices? They they gotta pass it along to somewhere because Right. If you're just doing food, the margins on food are bad to begin with. And then you throw in inflation, yeah. the help going up, you know, it doesn't make make sense to be in business. Yeah. It's going to be only big businesses from now on, right? A lot I mean, of these small businesses are just going to get crushed under all this stuff. The, uh, the Chick-fil-A by my house, aside from having the most impressive drive through line I've ever seen of any business. Every Chick-fil-A is like that, isn't it? Uh, I mean, they expect you to order from your app. Like, I don't really, I don't go to Chick-fil-A. I've been there probably twice in my life. So maybe three times. Are you, are you kidding me? No. Amazing. I mean, it's Chick-fil-A a chicken is amazing. 
It's a chicken sandwich. Every chicken sandwich is pretty much the same. Oh. First of all, do they have chicken in Texas? All you guys eat is beef. <laughs> I guess if you can find it. That is, but Jason, just so you know, that's blasphemous what you just said. I, there is I, a difference between uh, chicken sandwiches and Chick-fil-A, in my opinion, is number one. My son says Popeye's is number one, but my son loves the Chick-fil-A sauce to a point where uh, he will guzzle it. Um, and there's a shortage of that, so they're limiting. You used to be able to go in there and order 20 uh, sauces. Now they've limited it to five. Yeah, and ketchup, the same problem. There's a huge problem getting packets of ketchup. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, but anyway, so my, point, my point about the yeah. Chick-fil-A thing is they expect you to order. If you're in line, they expect you to order from your app. And they have somebody who comes to your car and says, have you ordered already? Like, I think that this is a training process to get people – um, you know, in, in the, in the mode of, yeah, I'm going to go there. I'll pull in the line and then I'll order for my phone and I'll just go pick it up. Like they're, they're just going to not have people there. Yeah. I don't know. If that's, I, I think that's where they got to go. If it can so be automated, going, why not? Speaking of going, who, who's going into work now? Yeah. So that's the topic, right? Going yeah. into work. So most companies out there are starting to have re-entry programs going on. I know where my company, I can go into work uh, right now if I want to. Um, it's a 45 minute commute each way, so I don't want to. Um, but it, it does, there is, there is benefits to going in the office. When I'm working on big projects and stuff like that, working with my team and stuff like that. So you can, rather than work virtually on that stuff, I think there is a benefit to going in the office, but you know, I don't see myself going in the office every day of the week. Um, but what's your guys' take on this this migration? Well, I mean, I, productivity. I, yeah, yeah. Collaboration is where is where we've talked the most about it. Like, it would be great to have everybody together for some periods of time just to do some collaboration in ways that we haven't because it's. It's possible, but it's challenging uh, online, right? Um, so I think that's the first, the first most important thing is, it w- <laughs> will this help with collaboration, right? Theoretically, it should, but will it? I think is that is the next question. But that's that's the big reason that I've heard so far. Um, I'm sure that companies are probably thinking, I'm paying all this money in rent. I should probably be using it. Yeah. I don't think anybody's talking about that, but I probably I'm sure that that's an issue. They can't get out of their lease. Hey, but even if they're not using it, right? Um, if they're not using that space, right? I'm going to put on my finance hat that you guys yeah. like to quote me on. There's a lot of cost savings because of all the little stuff that is needed to keep the office open, including like even receptionists and things of that nature aren't needed. Nor is all the uh, supplies and um, tissue boxes and all that stuff adds up. The rent, right? So we talk about expenses. Rent does hit, but if you own the building, a lot of those furniture and fixtures, and I got this great desk, any of the furniture and fixtures that you are, uh, that you put in there, that's, that's all below the line. That doesn't hit, that doesn't impact EBITDA. The only thing that really impacts EBITDA is office supplies and rent. So if you're able to, a lot of companies are able to probably peel off part of their um, rental agreements 
Um, and maybe they, they had five floors and based in their contract, they're able to expand or retract a couple floors depending on need. I imagine a lot of those guys have uh, retracted from a couple off uh, a couple floors or the rental company is saying, Hey, we'll just lower your rent because you're not using it to stay on board. Um, I, I haven't heard of any company doing that. Every single story I've heard is, hell no, we're not lowering your rent. We're not letting you out of your lease. You kidding me? Yeah. You know, a lot of them I'm have. Not sure how much of that is going on? Well, a lot of them have writers that, you know, when they're a, a company that's sort of going up and down in headcount, they might be able to, they, they might have first right of refusal on certain floors. They might have locked in agreements on certain floors and they might have floors that they inherited from a sublast, sublease because they expanded uh, six months into their current contract. That sublease might be up and they don't need to tie it to their current lease. They can just walk away from it. It's more of that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is interesting, but it, there is cost savings. If no one's in the office, there's a ton of cost savings, no matter what, including cleaning guys. I know I've gone into the office a couple of times. I'm supposed to mark my door of my office when I'm in the office so that the cleaning crew can go in there and clean it. Otherwise the cleaning crew isn't doing it. I think the cleaning crew comes once a week, maybe now instead of every night. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be interesting to me to see the, the differential between all the, between sort of the, the rent, that ongoing cost and the cost of all the incremental stuff. I just, What's interesting to me is that's a really big expensive part of having an office. <laughs> so, you know, now that we've got it, um, people are coming back, you know, essentially still working full time, but coming back part time. Like we're doing yeah. two days a week. Everybody's in the office, whatever your whatever your home office is, if you're not remote. Right. You come in Tuesday, you come in Thursday. And then hopefully that collaboration stuff happens the way the way that we envision it would. Honey, yeah. that, two, that two hours a day. Right. That's 40 hours in a month. I mean, that's a week's worth of productivity, not to mention the ramp up time to get into the routine, get your coffee and, you know, all that. Yeah. I mean, your four foot commute versus your, you know, 40 minute commute. Yeah. Is a huge savings and a huge thing. I think, I think, I mean, Jason, you're dealing with this today and I deal with it all the time with four kids and logistics now that I've been home for a year and a half, a little bit longer than a year and a half, uh, well, probably, yeah, whenever it was, a year and a half, um, the, uh, I've become more part of the logistical expectations of helping getting kids around, right? And helping them get there or helping them get there or, yeah. or be down uh, downtown at five o'clock or be out and picking up our daughter from high school or anything like that or grammar schools and stuff like that. By going back in the office, that's going to flip everything up and uh, you oh, know yeah. upside down. That's going to be another challenge that a lot of people are going to have to deal with um, because what was assumed as temporary has now become permanent, and a lot of companies are keeping it permanent. Um, and then there are companies that are saying, "Hey, we're going to move downtown." I don't think anyone can say we're going to mandate anyone in the office five days a week. Um, if you've been out for, and you don't need to be in the office because of this logistical problem. What's your thoughts on that? I hope that companies are interested in maintaining flexibility in their workers' hours and where their offices are and all that. I just think it's a massive, 
would be a massive step backward for companies to say, oh, yeah, we're going to go back. Everybody's got to wear suits and be in the office. And, you know, I just think that's a huge mistake to do stuff like that. Yeah. And to, to the point where, you know, I think it's like if, if we're a SaaS company, you know, and we have multiple offices around the country, like what's the rent of those offices compared to, to our MRR, you know, I, and, and would we, would we improve our business by just, Hey, our headquarters is in one location, come here once in a while, but you live wherever you live and do your work there. And we're going to, you know, whatever, close three offices and, and take well, the benefits there. Like, I, I just feel like coming back to the office, a huge step backward. If people are mandating that full time, I'm going to jump in there as well. If you decide to, that you're not going to go back in the office and that's your motive. I think Salesforce has said that, right. And they closed down a handful of their offices. All of that rent expense then moves to a restructuring line item below the line. And it's no longer considered part of your EBITDA. So those decisions can be made and, and it'll improve your EBITDA immediately. But yeah, I don't, I don't think, I think they need to be flexible. I, I think anyone needs to be flexible and say, do what you want one. And then you should also be able to recruit globally. Yeah. Right. Sure. Were you going to say Pete? Lived in both, Jason's lived in both places, Illinois and Texas. I mean, Texas is a little bit, you can get away with a lot more in Texas than Illinois. Can't you? I don't, I don't necessarily know what you mean. Like you mean you can carry a gun without a permit in Texas and not in Illinois. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I mean, you got a lot more cattle in uh, Texas. No, I mean, it's, you know, it's more of a red state than a blue state, yeah. you know, restrictions and whatnot. Does that play a role in it at all? No, I, de- I definitely think it plays a role, Pete. I, I definitely think people here are um, more, poised to say yeah we'll go i mean it's fine to go back to the office there's no problem with that right and um i do think that people everywhere are like hey it's probably fine to go back to the office we do like this hybrid work i mean everybody likes that from the ceo to the lowest level employee i think everybody (laughs) finds benefit in that for a lot of the reasons that jamie said and just flexibility and and that sort of thing you know so I, i think that it's a I, I think Texas is more of a, if you want to bring people back to the office, we're ready to do that. Like there's nothing we're waiting for yeah. anymore. That's been open. We're ready to do that if that's what you want to do. Uh, whereas I don't know, you know, I'm, I haven't lived in Illinois for almost eight years now, so I don't really know. What's- Illinois, I think it is little by little, but I think there's still a lot of fear in it. Yeah. Oh, and then like, there's some of that here, you know, you, there are employees here and there who are like, listen, I'm not okay with that. And, and the position we've taken with that is, okay, like, I, you know, we, we need to care about that. And we, this is what we'd like. And if you're, if you're not there yet with us, then fine. We're not rocking that boat. Um, and let's just keep talking about it, you know, so that at some point we all can be around together on Tuesdays. What about, make, what about making them get in the, va- the vaccination? We've talked about that. And we, I mean, even though we can, we've decided that we're not we're not going to do that. You know, I think that if you ask me personally, what I believe you should do, I will, I will tell you, but I, you know, we're not, we're not making any sort of mandate across the employee base. Well, not a mandate, but an incentive. Yeah. I mean, again, we haven't, we haven't, we haven't gone there. I mean, I, Jamie's be, rolling his eyes. Why are you rolling your eyes there? I'm not rolling my eyes. You're rolling I'm, your eyes. 
No. I, I don't think you do an incentive. I don't think you mandate anything. I mean, I think the incentive is you get in a vaccination and then you don't get COVID. To me, that's the that's the incentive. I don't need to pay you to do that. I don't pay you to get a flu shot. Um, you know, so but, same but as a flu shot. That's how that's what I that's me personally. I know that there are some people who would never get a vaccination for anything. You know, I don't agree with that, but that's I know that there are people who, who are like that. So we have to coexist. And, and I think it's yeah, it's, it's a free country, it's their decision. Why 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 incentivize or penalize that decision. It's sort of like, hey, uh, you could you liken it to, I only want to hire, like Chick-fil-A is a very Christian company, right? They're closed on Sundays. What if they said, we only hire Christian people? Or I, I, that's a penalty. Or I'm going to incentivize and give you a $500 coupon uh, to go become Christian. That's sort of in the same doctrine and you'd have to pay me more than five hundred dollars to do want to do something like that to work at chick-fil-a um, yeah <laughs> so I, you know but, I, 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 but I'm, I'm putting that in perspective it is sort of the same thing right yeah yeah, I, I, you know i in in terms of work environment and going back to work and remaining flexible or staying at home which is the original topic here you know my big concern is that companies go go wants to go back to this world where everybody has to be in the office and i think that what what we've seen that we've worked really well over the last several you know for people's mental health for their physical health for their um for for companies is a hybrid work environment i feel like has worked really well for for lots of companies and Mm -hmm. i mean i've since i left companies that had you know 500 employees and started working at once between 30 and 100 Everybody was all over the place anyway. So we were all, we were already a distributed workforce in most of the companies that I've been in, in the last, you know, whatever, 15 years. And so it's not on this hasn't been unusual. I think that bigger companies should entertain that. You know, and maybe it drives like smaller work teams and things like that that can increase productivity. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think going into the office uh, improves productivity. In fact, I would say it probably hurts productivity because of the commute time and the time you're spent getting coffee and the time you're spent walking into somebody's office and having them turn on a fan and talk about all the gossip. Right, Pete? Um, What's going on? Did you you hear about the Amazon hybrid program? No, what's that? You go into the office Monday through Friday and you get to work from home Saturday and Sunday. (laughs) But I I don't joke than Panda, by the way. Yeah. I don't think um, I don't think it improves productivity. I think what it does is it it sort of improves control and oversight. So if you want to hire a bunch of people that need to be babysat, yeah. or you're fearful that they're doing something they shouldn't be doing, then you got to move them in the office. But that also sort of explains what type of company. Now, if you put yeah, that's it out there, then management, right? That's a, but, it, but it still exists, right? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, but I think if you put it out there as hybrid, and, and the reason why you're doing hybrid is for collaboration. I think that's something you do. Instead of having offices that you have to do, is what I would think the new
motivation to do it, that'll be, and it, and it works that way, that'll be okay. Yeah, to me, that's the best way, because the commute time is going to be, what's going to happen is anyone that's forced to go there, right? So, I mean, if you're making that decision